Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Somebody decided to uh, gather together a, a bunch of um, misheard phrases. But these are phrases that actually make sense both ways. So even if you're saying it wrong, you're not really wrong. Like, okay. Like bad rap versus bad rep. Oh, okay. So, you know. Yeah. Like, we, you know, if you've got a bad reputation, I yeah. guess, it's going to give you a bad reputation. Yeah. Although they talking, or were they talking about a rap sheet like that? Uh, I think just the rap on you. Or was that wrong? Was a rap sheet really a rap sheet? I think it's always been a rap sheet. Right. I believe. How about deep seated versus deep seated, seated or seated? Like T versus D. Yeah. Well, well, two E's and an E A there. So what's, the, what's the right one? Deep like seated seeds, like planting seeds. Yes. Right. Like deep in the seat. Right. Versus deep seated. Although I like the idea of deep-seated because you're deep putting the seeds in deep. Wait a minute. Which one's right? Seated. S-E-A-T? Yes. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So here's some other ones. Coleslaw is the right one. Right. I love a good coleslaw. You like well, coleslaw? What, do, what else are people you saying? Like, do you like a coleslaw? Let's uh, get through that first. It depends on the meal. Yeah. I like it with a burger. Uh, no, not generally. Fish and chips, though, I like it with that. Oh, really? Okay. Very basic. Yeah, yes. basic, basic, yeah, basic cool. Don't add like Pickles. craisins or any crap like no. that in it, please. <laughs> well, people call it cold slaw. All right. Uh, exact revenge is the right way to say it. Yes. Extract revenge. Oh. I guess, again, basically yeah, the guess, same. Yeah. Happy as a clam, which is the right one. Okay. Do we know clams are happy, by the way? Do we know this to be a fact? Well, is I, a clam happy? Well, I mean,. Until it's picked out of the ocean and pried open. Right, I guess. Yeah, it's a little or steamed. Nice little light. <laughs> I, I, I would think it was probably okay. But people say happy as a clown. Okay. And I don't think clowns are happy. They're very sad inside. <laughs> Tears of a clown. <laughs> smoky. Yeah. That uh, John Wayne Gacy. It's <laughs> not a good clown. No, no, not at all. Last ditch effort is the right one. Okay. Last stitch effort. Right. I mean, I guess a stitch could hold it together. It's like you're down to stitch. one stitch, I yeah. guess. You're yeah. in trouble if you're if that stitch goes. Alzheimer's disease, old timer's disease. Okay. Now, that's, right. Yeah. That's well, wrong. That's patently wrong. Yeah. Take for granted is the right one. Take for granted. <laughs> that's heavy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's heavy, man. <laughs> Take that granite. Oh, that seems like a lot of weight. I don't want that granite. Uh, you take me for granted all the time. <laughs> what do you think I am, a rock? <laughs> I'm nothing but granite to you. How about a bald-faced lie? Okay. That's the right one. All right. Bold-faced lie is the one we screw it up with. Which, again, right. I, I think a bold face sounds better. It almost makes more sense, right? Because if you're lying right to my face, it's bold. Yeah. A bold move. Yeah. What does bald face even mean? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. I like the. I That's like a hairless the, lie. <laughs> anybody with a, uh, uh, a beard is a liar, I guess. Coming down the pike. Oh, is the right one. Coming down the pipe is what we say. Oh, Again, I, think, I think I'm guilty of saying pipe. Oh yeah, right. Well, what's a pike? It's a fish, isn't it? It is a fish, but for some reason, because it's coming down the pike, I've always associated it with some kind of sports or skiing term. Right, it's coming down the pike. I thought the pike was some part of... Well, I know in diving there's a pike position. That's right. Straight. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, these are just things. 
These are things we say, and uh, we confuse them, but they're fine. They're okay. Unless you're taking somebody for granted. <laughs> that's, that's just unfair. <laughs> we mentioned this um, in the U.S. I don't think it's happening here, although I guess it already... Our rates have gone up on Netflix here, but I guess they're going up again. Anyhow, uh, last month, Netflix announced, of course, that they were raising their prices. They sent out an email um, to uh, all their subscribers. But this is interesting. They were very selective in their choice of words. They uh, purposely didn't call it an increase, even though that's exactly what it is. Instead, they referred to it as an update. We hope you're enjoying everything Netflix has to offer, they say. We're updating our prices to bring you more great entertainment. <laughs> so I'm sure there was a big meeting somewhere in a boardroom. And right. They decided to uh, not say the word increase because that's a negative, but rather just an update. Just an update. Yeah, all of the uh, companies you use for whatever, your phone, your TV, and of course, hydro, gas, they should all do it. We're just updating our rates. Yes. Your insurance. Yes. I got to new insurance papers yesterday for a house and car because it all comes up for renewal in April. And I went and I looked at it and I went, oh, that's great. The car insurance is down 12 bucks a month. That's perfect. And I go look at the house insurance. It goes up $14 a month. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I uh, just got to find a way. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Listen, that's not bad. Two bucks overall. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> you just be quiet. It's all right. <laughs> probably probably helped because I had put the uh, the winter tires on. Uh, and oh, I, right. But yeah. I think I put them on a couple of years ago, and I just forgot to tell them. And then finally I I sent that into them, so that saves you a couple of dollars. Plus, I mean, look, the old five. What's Is it even worth insuring anymore? <laughs> <laughs> just the basic. Whatever the basic right. is is all we need. Just, <laughs> You're just glad... Be glad they don't listen to the show and hear about all the problems you have in the house. <laughs> <laughs> that lake you have in the basement. I did try to, you know, house insurance. It's It really is, uh, boy, it's all stacked in their favor. Because there's been a couple of things that have occurred in that house since we've lived there that I've called the insurance on. One, that tree falling into my neighbor's uh, place. And then, of course, the leak in the basement. And there's always a way of them kind of turning it around on you. So it's not their problem. It's your problem. And um, so, so like, a great, and I, I got this example from somebody. I don't know that I ever uh, realized this. If you have a, uh, a flood that comes out of a bathroom upstairs, some like, toilet backs up or something goes wrong with your sink or your tub or something, and it overflows and it goes all down into the, to the living room, right. uh, they, will repa- they will pay for the repair of the living room, but they won't pay for the problem for why it happened. Mm. So that, that's on you. It was just a little thing, I guess, but it seems to me, well, if you're going to be fixing it, it, you should be footing the whole bill, you know, or or they have your deductible so high that on a lot of things, it's not worth going through insurance. Not if you get a flooded living room, of course, it's worth going through insurance. But for so many things, you know, if your deductible is like 2500 bucks or three grand or whatever, a lot of stuff can be fixed for, you know, under $3,000. Right. Well, I mean, and and you set that deductible yourself, yeah. right, in terms of, okay, well, how much? Well, because <laughs> if you want to make a l- monthly payment on this, right. you set a higher deductible for a lower monthly payment. That's you get right. it. But, yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's a pretty good racket they've got going on in yeah. terms of, and, and not like, listen, you need it. And when, it, when you really need it, it mm. certainly comes in handy. It mm-hmm. helps, right? Uh, overall in the game, you know, 
you're you're lucky not to use it, I guess, at, at times? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I like I a friend of mine, his father was very successful, and I always listened to him about, uh, well, I, I listened, I never did anything he said, but I, he, he was always <laughs> one who said, have all insurance, have life insurance, have car, any insurance you can get, take it. You know, one day it'll, it'll uh, be well served. But, you know, it's funny because we're just redoing our life insurance and we got it. I think we started it 10 years ago. And so it was a term policy. So it's up because I almost had a heart attack the other day when they sent me notice that it was up in March and the rates were going up by like 400 bucks a month. So anyhow, I went to my uh, financial lady. She said, okay, let's look around. Let's see if we can find a, a better deal. And we did. So we're re-signing up with this other company for another 10 which, you know, uh, if, hope, I mean, I'm hoping to live another 10. But you look at it in one way and you go, well, that's great. It's there. Something happens. Then Maria's covered or I'm covered if something happened to her. You look at another 10 and at the end of it, you add up the money you just handed over for nothing. <laughs> for nothing. I mean, it's something that it gives you peace of mind. Right. But it's not. You've, you've given them all this money for zip. They've done nothing for you. They've they've comforted you yes. with a blanket of uh, quiet sleep. Yeah, perhaps. I guess so. Although I still wake up in the middle of the night in a complete and utter <laughs> panic. Uh, I got to tell you, I uh, I am some bored with the Olympics. I just can't continually watch people go around in circles. It's just it's like watching indie driving or racing or something. It's just these skaters or these skiers doing the jumps and the, it, even the, like the. And there's so many strange things, like the cross-country skiing and then the shooting. It's just so strange and odd. And it, to me, it gets incredibly boring mm. very quickly. And I know many people love it, and that's fine. My wife could sit in front of it, the lovely Maria, and watch it all day. She's just loves it all. And I just feel like you're just watching the same loop over and over and over again. And maybe that's part of the coverage and part of the problem. But. Well, I, I think that the time difference plays a huge factor in how we're watching this. It's all live right now, right? right? And it makes it difficult for, for most people to watch. And what you're getting are replays of things yeah. and highlights of things. So you're seeing the same replays and highlights over and over again. It tends to be the same sports. Mm. I, I got to tell you, what I find tough uh, out of this is that, you know, I, I don't mind watching a little bit of biathlon or, or speed skating, sports that I don't see mm. on a regular basis. Um, you know, the fact that last night out of like seven sports channels had like four of them had curling mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, through two or three are the same match, you know, the Canada, China, yeah. or there's the other one with, you know, I think the Brits were playing and, and you know, as a, or Canada, U.S. and Brits, China. And as we're watching this, I'm like, you know, I think we just had like the Scotties Tournament of Hearts was just on mm -hmm. like last week and like the Briar and, and all of this. And, uh, In Canada, plus, we're plus curling the, crazy. You know, the, 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 the Olympic, you know, play down tournament that happened yeah. as well. You think, boy, that's a lot of curling. And yeah. I can understand it from perhaps the network side of it. That, all right, we got to fill four hours here. Uh, you know, we can't just show the same loop of cross-country skiing again. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, at least curling will take a couple of hours if we show the entire match. Yeah, it, to me, every time I come home and turn on the TV and it's always on the sports channel because I've gone to bed around 9.30 or 10 and then Maria goes and, and watches it for a bit, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's like watching the NHL skills competition over and over and over <laughs> again. But, you know, with me and my maturity level, what ends up happening is I get bored with it all, so I start looking into other things. And with that, we came up with this feature. And now, things that sound dirty during the Winter Olympics, but aren't. Huge package. Into the ladies' twizzle section. 
Backside tail grab. Nice extension to rise to the occasion. And with that, you will see a lot of high-speed bumping. One of the longest of any of the members. She really knows how to ride that. Extends that frontside grab. And he pulls it to finalize it. This has been things that sound dirty during the Winter Olympics, but aren't. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock. What do you figure the average Costco makes in revenue per year? Uh, I contribute a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and per year? The $300 store, yeah. Wow. I, I would, it's, it's got to be up in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, around 164 million. That seems actually kind of low. I would, I would say, yeah. But maybe that's just, they put them all together and that's the average. That's what, like a half million dollars a day, something like that? It's a lot of hot dogs and pizza slices. Wow. Yeah. It is, um, it's not only, of course, this massive store that sells like anything and everything under the sun, but I think because of their, um, their, uh, food at the, uh, when you can go have lunch there. It's right. Like, Little uh, whatever you might call it, cafeteria sort of thing. It's it's rated as one of like the highest selling restaurants as well. <laughs> yeah. So many people, well, kind of like IKEA was at one point. Yeah, with too, the, right? the meatballs. Yeah, and, and a good deal there. Yeah, I don't think the the I don't think the restaurant side of it is what's bringing in the cash for Costco and a dollar a dollar fifty hot dog. But um, yeah, the, 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 I just find there it's tough to go in, and I don't know what the strategy is best for me it, going in. Uh, regularly mm. for like just what I need and getting out. Yeah, like every day type of right? thing. Or uh, saving and just going, okay, one trip every now and then, load up and go. Mm. Because when you see that bill hit, holy cow. The thing too is I don't even think you can use Costco on a regular basis because there's nothing small. So if right. you need chicken breast, you're going to end up with a package of 12 of them anyhow. <laughs> well, if you're a family of nine, it's yeah. a great spot. That's a thing. Well, I'd, I, if, you, if you're a family of nine, I'd get a box of condoms. <laughs> At Costco <laughs> and start using them on a regular basis. Um, this is interesting. A study showed customers in a bookstore were three times more likely to browse books if the store smelled like coffee and chocolate. Wow. And five times more likely to buy them. So that makes sense as to why they put coffee shops in bookstores, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, there's there's no, nothing is by mistake. Right. You know, grocery stores, all stores are set up. They know exactly why they have things it's where they have. interesting, though, them. because you walk into, like, Indigo and there's a, a Starbucks there. You would think, well, why would you want to have people taking time and reading the book mm. in the store? Wouldn't you rather having them, you know, move buy along. it and move along? Yeah, but people do a lot of browsing in bookstores, right? We stand there and we stare at stuff, and, and I have a lot of books. Yeah, they do have a lot of books, and I and I uh, and I think there's also something you know romanticized about it because you always see in movies and stuff these small, quaint little bookshops, and they've always got a little sitting area. Right, yeah. So I think I think Indigo and Chapters and all of these places have tried to kind of recreate that. Well, I mean, works. you think back to when you know I was in bookstores. And through high school, they, like it was like Kohl's, mm-hmm, right? was and they were all just small yeah. stores, a few shelves of books, and that was it. Now mm-hmm. there's these massive square footages with with coffee shops and toys sections and all Blankets sorts of things. And clothing. Yeah. Mind you, even, even the Coles, I was only going to the back for the Coles notes for all the books anyway. <laughs> I was looking at the dirty romantic novels. I was trying to learn a thing or two. On- taking Fabio home. I wanted to be Fabio. Um, the roles in Brokeback Mountain 
you remember that movie, were originally supposed to be uh, Mark Wahlberg and Joaquin Phoenix. But oh, they, wow. They were uncomfortable with the sex scenes, so they both dropped out. Well, Mark Wahlberg is very religious, right, too. Right, yes. So he, he probably, there's some issues there. It ended up going on to Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger, and the film won Oscars and all sorts of awards. And I wonder now in 2022 if people would uh, shake their finger at Brokeback Mountain if they didn't have real gay men playing those parts, because obviously Jake and Heath were not. Right. And, and he, you know, Jake, we know from Taylor Swift, is definitely not gay. Right. But nowadays, you know, they always want the people to portray these characters, and they should be that in real life. There's a think push for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, perhaps. I have to call it Wolkback Mountain. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, this, I guess, is a little something for anti-vaxxers to remember. Um, microbiologist Maurice Hillman is credited with developing eight of the 14 routine vaccinations used today, including Hep A and B, uh, chickenpox, measles, mumps, rubella. He also discovered that uh, chlamydia was not a virus as it was previously thought to be. Huh. That was a good thing for some people. The hero. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I think that the microbiologists who were involved with uh, the COVID vaccines will one day be looked upon as heroes as well. I, I, I really do believe it'll be just the same type of vaccine children get, like the, what is the eight month, the 18 months, whatever it is, mm. babies, and then you get more before you go to school. And I really think, because we, we all say it, we all know it, COVID is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. So you have to constantly fight against it. And you'll, I think in time, that the COVID vaccine will just be another part of that cocktail of, of vaccines we get. Perhaps. Don't don't ask Doug Ford about it, at least not yesterday. He was not really in the mood to talk about that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, I'm torn on this because I, as I've said to you, there's a side of me that feels like, yeah, I I am on board in that we've got to get back to the land of the living. Oh, for sure. It is, you know, we have to learn to live with it. It's not going anywhere. So I don't think there's any way that we don't want to do that. that. You know, if you're doing it, you know, safely the right way and, and, you know, to try and ensure as, as, as safe as possible getting back to normal. That's always been the goal. Uh, it's just, you know, to come out yesterday and say, you know, what he said about vaccines and that, you know, it doesn't matter if you have one shot or ten, you still can get it. I well, mean, that's, yeah, everyone, that's true. everyone that is a knew fact. that. But, you know, where we are now with numbers going down, mm. the science says vaccines have played a major role in that. They have. I don't, I don't think he was lying there. We know that, that the vaccines do stop you from getting really sick and ending up in the hospital. That, right. that, that's well, true. The problem is he didn't reiterate that point. He was more just on getting it. It was, right. it was just it, an off day for him. Yeah, like. perhaps. Well, I, I don't. You can imagine. I mean, we have to talk about it here. Right. And, and I, it's been enough. You imagine having to like not only talk about it, be hammered by the press constantly about it. Then be called every name in the book for the last two years, even being the prime minister. You can hate the guy or not hate the guy. But would anybody want that gig? No, right. thanks. Well, and what most people, we all are great at complaining. Mm. But when asked, you know, okay, what would we do differently? <laughs> it's, 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 it's often a silent answer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, of course. Uh, there's a bright pink colored lake. On one of the islands off of the west coast of Australia, it's called Lake Hiller, and scientists recently determined the color is caused by a combo of algae and other microbes. Microbes. Microbes, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. That's yeah. really, really cool. That'd be amazing to see. I, I'd I'll never it. see it, but it sounds like it'd be amazing <laughs> You to never see. know. That yeah, could once be. You, once you start cashing them NHL checks, <laughs> the world is your oyster, my friend. And like you know, Moraine Lake, I know you know towards Alberta, BC way. That it's unbelievable, mm. and that's that crazy teal color that they used for the twenty dollar bill back then. Oh, okay. Uh, there's been one Tinder match in Antarctica. 
<laughs> and it was an American scientist. It was lonely up there, right? An American scientist in Antarctica used Tinder in 2013, found a female scientist, a 45-minute helicopter ride away. They both swiped right, and then she left Antarctica the day after they met up. Wow. Yeah, he must have been a stiff. No kidding. Yeah. She, you know, everything else about Antarctica she could live with. <laughs> she couldn't be there with one other dude. He's too much. Sony was producing and selling a Walkman with a cassette player until 2010. Oh, man, that Sony Walkman was a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, remembering back to like the first, I remember I had a JVC Walkman was the first one that I had. Right. It was so delicate that, you know, if you touched it, it would, it would, it would stop, pause, it would break the door on it, the flip the yeah. door broke on it a few times. But then you got that bright yellow Sony Walkman, and you could destroy that thing. <laughs> and it's and still... it would keep playing that mixtape. Um, cats. You really can't trust them. They're the serial killers of the animal world. They're responsible for killing off at least 33 species. Like killing off the species entirely wow. of birds, mammals, and reptiles. Still working on mice. Yeah, can't get rid of them. Right. The 16 largest ships in the world produce as much pollution as 800 million cars combined. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good what they do out there in the ocean. I think between the cruise lines and the uh, big uh, cargo ships, probably the ones to be blamed for, I would guess. And Bezos is yet to be launched. <laughs> Yacht. Sure, that does some pollution damage. Uh, and finally, the first CD ever made and sold was in 1984. Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. Oh, that's not a bad one. Ted Reader, Helinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, boys. What's going on? <laughs> we're just hanging out, looking forward to gabbing with you after we were on your Instagram page. And I was just mentioning, um, before we got on the air, uh, I, I, I always love the fact that you take like some common foods. And, you, and for most of us, there's only so many things we know what to do with something. And then we're, we're stuck. But you'll always take something that's an everyday item and do something different with it. And I had never even thought of this until you posted it, and it looks terrific. Um, apples drizzled with hot honey and grilled. They look amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, actually, those ones were, uh, the apples were smoked using applewood. And um, we ran them at about, uh, what did I just run? I think it was running close to about 325 degrees. I did some pork chops and some uh, pork crackling all at the same time. But the apples I smoked, and then uh, you take them off the skin after they're done. You can slice them up and uh, and then drizzle them with hot honey. That's so good. As simple as that. Yeah, because the tasty. apple, you get the sweetness of the apple compare, you know, combined with that hot honey. It just sounds great. Yeah, and if you don't have a smoker, you can just quarter the apples and then brush them with a little bit of uh, uh, vegetable oil or sunflower oil, a little bit of salt and pepper, and then you can just grill them. Okay. And then drizzle them with hot honey and serve them on the side with a grilled pork chop or a grilled chicken breast or, uh, you know, save them up and make a smoky grilled apple, um, what was that dessert? A crisp. Crumble. Yeah. crumble yeah. Apple crumble. Yeah. And Ken, yeah. you know, like smokers are fantastic. I know you love yours. I, I have one. I love it too. And, and, and it's a separate investment for people and maybe they don't want to make it, but there are other options too to add smoke uh, and smoke flavor to your cooking, right? For sure. If, if all you have is a gas grill, you can take... Uh, 
a chunk of wood and like a like a piece of maple or oak and just set it down near the burner and once it'll start smoking it'll infuse some flavor into your gas grill uh, you can take an aluminum foil pouch and put some wood chips in there and bundle it all up and then poke holes in it and lay it down on the burner and it'll start to smoke and and add that smoke into uh, into your food or you can uh, use a plank, whether it be a cedar plank for salmon or a maple plank or an oak plank, and you can plank your food and do some different things with it as well. Although, although um, seems, try every time you go to the grill is think outside the box. Although it seems obvious, we should remind you that or people that you know you should uh, uh, soak these things before putting them onto the grill as, as well, right? Yes, for sure, <laughs> for sure. It's uh, it's important, and then you know safety is important when you're doing it. But really push yourself to cook something different every time you go out to the grill. So if you make burgers only one way, try and change them up mm-hmm. and and modify and add maybe some fresh herbs or some garlic or something different to the ground meat and play with it and see what you can create. That inspires you to do more cooking and expand your repertoire and make it nice and simple and easy. Yeah, so, you're, go ahead. Yeah, I was just wondering, you know, when you talk about experimentation, you're right. We, do, we don't do it enough. I tend to go uh, to either the same proteins or, or the same spices, uh, not changing it <clears throat> up. Or, or, you know, I might find a marinade that looks interesting and I, I don't try it. What are, are there key mistakes that we can make like certain things you shouldn't put on foods or, or marinades you shouldn't use that, that, that people can really get into trouble with if they if they're trying to experiment? Well if you if you're if you're trying to experiment, one, don't experiment on uh, friends uh, if they're coming over for a right. special dinner. Right. Experiment on your family. They're a little bit more forgiving. <laughs> uh, that's number one. But uh, you don't have to cook on high heat. So lower the temperature and change the way that you cook things so that you're not going to scorch them or burn them uh, or char them and take them to in the wrong direction. Uh, simple is, is something as simple as a chicken breast. And I had posted this the other day on my, on my Instagram page. And how do you keep a chicken breast nice and moist and juicy? So get your grill at about 350 degrees. Take a chicken breast and score it a little bit across the top of the breast so you make about a quarter-inch deep slash. Then brush the whole thing with mayonnaise. Hmm. Nice layer of mayonnaise. That was the other thing I was going to ask you about because I saw that photo and I just thought, well, that's unique and different. I've never seen mayo used to uh, to moisten up a chicken breast. And it keeps it nice and moist. So mayonnaise and then season it with whatever uh, spice rub you like. I used my bone dust barbecue seasoning rub, but you can put whatever you want on top of that. And then don't just throw it directly on the on the grill. Put it in there either on the top shelf or indirectly to the side. Close the lid and let it roast first and let it firm up. And then just near the end, you take it off that indirect and you put it on the grill and you give it its markings. Make sure you take that breast to an internal temperature of 160 degrees. Let it rest for five minutes and then slice it up and you've got a moist and juicy breast and that's what it's all about. I think it's, it's simple. I think as dudes we love to get out there around the grill and we love to crank it up on the high and get the smoking out the side. It's all kind of the uh, the experience and then with red meat and steaks and all that you know it is okay you go out and you sear it and that's sexy and fun and watch but with with more delicate meats like a chicken or, or a fish yeah it is low and slow or, or you're just going to burn it up. Exactly and, and just remember this the longer it takes to cook the more beer you get.
Done and done. Teddy, if people want to talk to you yeah. about grilling chicken with mayo, or they want to talk to you about putting a different fruit, like apple, on the uh, on the grill, because that would be great. That apple with the hot honey drizzled next to your chicken breast with the mayonnaise, that's a lovely little meal right there. How can people get a hold of you? You're going to find me at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue The Joint on Instagram. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.